0: Spanning the Valley of the Sun and all across the 48th state, this is the Gatos and Chad Show.
1: Happy, happy. How do I do? Is that all right? Is that almost close? Not too bad. It's just
0: not a show if it doesn't start like that, right?
1: <laughs> exactly. Why don't not. you be Barry? Oh, my goodness. I like, I like playing the parts of other people. When I, when I did Broomhead this morning, I felt muscular. It was good. <laughs> Welcome to the program. It's Gatos and Chad. I'm Barry Markson. And I'm Susan Monday. There you are. And we're going to take, uh, take you up till 6 o'clock today talking about what's going on here in Arizona. And uh, Susan... My goodness, there's a lot of news happening for a uh, week between Christmas and yeah. New Year's. It's supposed to be quiet now. We're supposed to just be... Uh, and,
0: and I thought we could actually go another day without talking about Carrie Lake. No. Yeah, Lord, we're not going to be able to do that. Carrie we got to talk about Carrie Lake.
1: Carrie Lake doesn't like to go a day without talking about Carrie Lake. All right, so here's the latest. Uh, if, if you stop paying attention to the news over Christmas, I uh, hope everybody had a very merry Christmas this weekend. Um uh, on Friday, uh, excuse me, on Saturday, uh, the Kerry Lake uh, uh, trial judge issued his order in writing and in that order, uh, he found for the defendants. He found that Carrie Lake did not present uh, any evidence uh, sufficient to establish even one element of the claims that remained in her lawsuit. You remember, she had ten claims. Eight were dismissed uh, prior to trial. The final two went to trial. And Carrie Lake was given an opportunity to print her, present her exhibits, her witnesses, her experts, everything. Everything got into, into evidence. And then the judge made the decision that she could not satisfy her burden. She could not prove any element not of the not, not Not even a little
0: bit. If ever there were an example of a frivolous lawsuit, this is it.
1: Well, you might think so. Um, so, <laughs> so she lost and that, that was done and, and uh, the judge has now confirmed that uh, Katie Hobbs will be sworn in as governor uh, of Arizona next week. Uh, the judge also invited, and I thought this was interesting, uh, on Saturday afternoon when he issued that order, he invited the parties to file motions for sanctions. Right. And what a motion for sanctions is, there's really two parts of this. When you win a lawsuit, uh, not that anybody did anything wrong. You just there's always somebody who wins, somebody who doesn't. The prevailing party is entitled to their costs following that lawsuit, and costs are things like the filing fee for the answer, uh, other exp- out of pocket expenses. They're specific. They're listed out. I won't bore you with that. And potentially uh, their expert fees. Here, what the judge invited was was an application for those costs and also an application for uh, sanctions, which is in essence to punish Carrie Lake and her attorneys for filing, as you just described, it, a, f- a frivolous suit. The judge ordered that the defendants file those motions no later than 8 a.m. on Yesterday. Monday. Yesterday. The day after Christmas, which right. required all those attorneys and their staff to work on Christmas to get those in. So they did that. Kerry Lake's attorneys responded at, by 5 o'clock on Monday. And then today, oh, just now, just recently, the judge issued his order on that. He awarded the defendants their costs. So the costs are things like, again, their filing fee and stuff. He also awarded them their expert fees and, and also the cost of inspection inspecting the ballots. If you remember, Kerry Lake asked to inspect certain ballots in the court allowed that. So the so the defendant's Maricopa County Secretary of State's office Katie Hobbs they'll be reimbursed for those expenses. However, the judge did not grant sanctions. The judge did not award any sanctions against Carrie Lake or her lawyers. That was the amount where the defendants had asked for uh, several had asked for several tens of thousands of dollars, basically reimbursement for their attorney's fees. Uh, One of the defense attorneys said his expenses were five hundred and fifty thousand dollars. I'll be frank with you. I don't know how that's possible.
0: Slight exaggeration.
1: Well, I, I don't know where I didn't see the application, so I don't know where that came from. It seems ridiculous to me, but okay. Regardless, the judge rejected that. So what the judge said is, I'm not going to sanction Carrie Lake and her attorneys. I think that bringing the lawsuit in and of itself did not violate any rules and was, there was sufficient idea of an issue, most likely because of what happened on Election Day with the printers, that I'm not going to punish anybody.
0: Well, how is a sanction different from paying the witness fees? Like, I think, when I think of a sanction, I think of a very severe punishment.
1: Well, a sanction— so, so
0: is it all about money?
1: no a sanction a sanction is to is to punish and a sanction is to basically say you 've done something wrong here, for example, we heard this in one of the other cases it 's called a rule eleven sanction so in under rule eleven, all lawyers, if you file a lawsuit, you have to have a sufficient basis for that suit. You have to have done an investigation and you are avowing to the court that you have in your investigation uncovered facts and evidence that are sufficient to at least bring the claim. Um, if they don't do that, then the lawyers are subject to these Rule 11 sanctions, which are very significant in a law, if you're in your law career. You don't want that to happen, and it's, and, and you don't want to be, you don't want to be it sanctioned. makes you look bad. Being sanctioned is not a good thing if right. you're an attorney. It happens rarely. It doesn't happen very often, and, and when it happens, it's a bad thing. So the judge said, what the judge said here was these lawyers who brought the suit, uh, there was enough there at least. That the judge thought it was okay to bring the suit. There wasn't enough to win. There wasn't enough to prevail. But there was enough there to bring the suit. That's going to save her lawyers and Carrie Lake herself Forbidden potentially yeah. potentially tens of thousands if not hundreds of thousands of dollars okay. in sanction. So the the expenses for the air experts and the, and the inspection, uh, I don't have those totals in front of me. I, I'm sure it's several thousand dollars, but it won't be anywhere near as much as it would have been if Carrie Lake had to pay all of the attorney's right. fees. So uh, I, I guess Carrie Lake can call that a win. Uh, but in reality, what's happened is she lost the election by over 17,000 votes. She's lost her eight out of 10 cl- uh, claims were dismissed. Right. And now the final two she lost at trial. Whatever happened to her having a smoking gun? The smoking gun. I have at least one smoking gun. That's what she said.
0: I know. Uh, Where is it? There isn't one. I, w- I was very anxious to hear about that. It's,
1: it's a lot of rhetoric, Susan. That's the, that's what we're hearing from Carrie Lake. It's an awful lot of rhetoric. Um, yesterday, she suggested, uh, not suggested, she retweeted somebody and said that the judge didn't write the order. It was
0: ghostwritten. It was ghostwritten. What that all about?
1: By one of the defense lawyers. Uh, and then she deleted that tweet, which I thought was interesting. Mm-hmm. So uh, she she should likely be happy with this judge. He afforded This judge was incredibly professional. He afforded Carrie Lake every Every opportunity to prove her case, every opportunity to present her evidence, which she did, and she lost.
0: And then she tweeted out that it was a ghost written...
1: Well, because that's the that's the conspiracy. It can't be that I lost anything, even this court case. It must be well, then, because the judge is in the pocket of the Democrats.
0: Well, then he is professional because he came back today and said, well, right. you're not going to be sanctioned. It, hey, what about an appeal? Is she planning on doing that?
1: She has said publicly on social media that she's going to appeal. I will tell you that opens another uh, avenue for another loss. Uh, there's really nothing. And more
0: money coming out of her pocket to pay people. Potentially.
1: Well, she's not paying these lawyers. That's the problem. I, the, the, the indication is that my pillow guy is paying her lawyer. <laughs> And her experts, I don't know if that's true or not, but that's what they indicated. Uh, but I will say that uh, an appeal here, I mean, I've never read the court's order and an appeal here. I-, I see zero chance of any success. The judge removed what the appellate court does is say, OK, did the trial judge make an error? Did the trial judge do something wrong under law? And usually that's let's say the judge said we're not going to let this witness testify. or We're not going to let you get this this expert into evidence. The judge here let her get everything into evidence. He didn't keep anything out. So there's no real reason to appeal it. Exactly. And there were no jury instructions that were wrong because there was no jury. You can appeal it, but I don't see anything where where the appellate court will grant an appeal.
0: Is it possible that she could put this to bed by the end of the year? I'm not going to appeal it.
1: Yeah. If she doesn't appeal it, it'll be over. It'll yeah. be over now. Yeah. Uh, final judgment will be entered. And if she doesn't appeal, that'll be the end of it. She said she's going to appeal. If she does appeal um, normally, again, it's there's, there'd be 30 days or be lots of time. I would expect the appellate court to do it quickly. The way this works, by the way, she would she would appeal it to the normal appellate court below the Supreme Court. But she can request that the Arizona Supreme Court take it initially because it's an election case. Oh, and the, the Supreme Court could on its own say, we're going to take this case.
0: Barry, if you were Carrie Lake's lawyer, what would you be advising her right now?
1: To, to go get a burger and relax. But that's not good. That's not welcome the, in but,
0: the new year and have another strategy. But, but
1: the lawyer, the lawyers that she has, they're, they're not that's not their goal. They they walk around and say that every the election is stolen, election denialism. They're they're, they're in that world. That's where they get paid. So um, I, I don't I can't imagine why she would appeal, but that's up to her. Um, from what we heard this morning, it doesn't look like Abe Hamaday is going to appeal his his decision, and it doesn't uh, it doesn't look like. Um, uh, well, Mark Finchem did appeal. I don't know why that one will be kind of crazy. So we'll see where that goes. But uh, as it stands right now, the Carry Lake lawsuit is over, and it's. Uh, And we're going to move past it.
0: Yeah. Well, when we come back, uh, the blame game in the airline industry has begun. And we're going to tell you all about it when we come back. You're listening to The Gatos and Chad Show. My name is Susan Monday, and your name is?
1: Barry Marks. Arizona's news station, KTAR News 92.3 FM.
0: The Gatos and Chad Show, 2 till 6.
1: All right, welcome back. I'm Barry Marks, and that's Susan Monday. Thanks for being with us on KTAR. Uh, and Susan, I don't know if you did any traveling over uh, over the holiday season. I did not, thank did goodness. Not, but my, my goodness, it was ugly. Uh, it's not yeah. pleasant out there right now.
0: I got it all, and I'm from the East Coast. I got it all out of the way at Thanksgiving, and I'm very glad that I did. Smart. And yeah, so the blame game, I mean, I can't believe that one airline is being... Um, picked out of the multiple airlines for doing the worst job but it is southwest
1: well they did do the worst job i don't think there's any question about it so it's it's hard for us to understand here in arizona where it was 70 degrees on christmas day but throughout the country there was uh, a cold snap and a lot of snow in places and because of that it threw the airline industry into a tither lots of canceled flights southwest for some reason is just, uh, they've lost their minds.
0: Well, they canceled more than 70% of their flights yesterday and more than 60% today. Southwest doesn't like their planes on the ground for more than 30
2: to 45 minutes. So when you have problems like this winter storm that popped up, that they had warning about several days in advance, well they had the cancellation start in Denver and then they really just piled on throughout the country and then the entire system melted down.
1: Yeah, it's supposedly something about their system. They don't really do the hub and spoke system. They do direct to different cities and somehow that made it Mm -hmm. worse.
0: They cite a couple of different reasons as to why this happened. Um, They were hit. The storm storm hit in two of their major hubs, Chicago and Denver, problem number one. Yeah. Problem number two, that the storm hit just as this triple-demic also hit. They said that they were adequately staffed for the Christmas holidays, yet... When you have people getting sick, then you've got to fill these empty holes. So that was the, the the second reason. And then finally, and I can't believe they're admitting this to the American public. They said they've underestimated; um, they're underinvested in their operations. Would you tell the American public that? That would make me not even ever want to get on a, a Southwest plane.
1: Yeah, no it's it's not a it's not pretty what's going on with Southwest right now. And I'll, I'll tell you, they're at least they're taking responsibility for it. They I are. guess. Yeah. Um, but if you're in Arizona and you're planning on flying Southwest, somewhere over New Year's or the rest of the holiday, make sure you're checking uh, because just because you're going to somewhere warm or you're, you know, you're thinking the weather's not an issue, it's an issue. Everything's an issue for Southwest. And here's the worst part. For people who are uh, stranded somewhere, they're telling you they're not going to rebook these flights until after New Year's. So you're stuck where you are for another week. That's cr- Unless you can find another way home.
0: I mean, I know t- uh, two personal stories. One friend was trying to get to San Diego uh, out of Rochester, New York, that they couldn't do that. And then the other friend was in Ohio, was supposed to come back on Saturday, and was told he couldn't leave until today. So lots of people's plans got really messed up. Yeah. No- and now. The Department of Transportation, the U.S. government, the Feds are stepping in to uh, look at this situation. They called the rate of cancellations disproportionate and unacceptable by comparison. So we said that sixty percent. It's Tuesday, right? The storm is like pretty much over. Still today, sixty percent of their flights were canceled. Yeah. By comparison, American, United, Delta, and JetBlue, their cancellation rates were between zero and two percent by today. Zero and two percent today. Yeah. Southwest
1: is 60%. Yeah, There's I, a problem. It, it's like, like they built a house of cards and the whole thing came falling down. I, I don't know what happened. I'd love to be able to understand it one day, but uh, we'll keep an eye on it for you. But if you're flying Southwest, uh, hold on to your hat. It's going to be tough for you. Susan, we're just getting breaking news right now, and I'm sure we'll have updates for you in the KTR News Center. Uh, the Supreme Court, the United States Supreme Court, uh, just issued a stay on Title 42. Uh, this follows uh, eight, 19 states, including Arizona, uh, filing a request for that stay to keep Title 42 in place. The Biden administration wanted to get rid of that. Uh, our Attorney General, Mark Burnovich is going to join us here live on KTR to discuss that at three 3.15 p.m. today. So we'll, we'll have an update for you on Very that good. in just a little bit and continue to bring you updated as as uh, time goes.
0: And so when there's a stay, is there a time frame on the stay? Is it in, indefinite?
1: No, it's, it's uh, well... It, it'll I guess r- you're going to ask Burnham- yeah, we'll find out. But I mean, most likely the Supreme Court may now want full briefing on it. They may ask for some additional briefing with a short time stay. They, we'll see. Uh, but, but as it stands right now, Title 42 uh, will remain in place and then uh, we'll have more detail for you as the day goes on. So keep it here on KTAR. All right, coming up, uh, we're going to talk about uh, something good for a lot of folks in Arizona. It's a minimum wage increase. Uh, some folks are getting a major raise next year, starting on January 1st. We'll have that for you next. That's Susan Monday. I'm Barry Markson. Stay with us. It's KTAR. Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM.
0: The Gatos and Chad Show, afternoons.
1: All right, welcome back, everybody. That's Susan Monday. I'm Barry Marks, and Infregatos and Chad. And Susan, a uh, big breaking news: uh, Title Forty Two, the Supreme Court issued a stay. We're going to give you a detail on that in just a little bit. And coming up at three yeah. fifteen, uh, Attorney General Mark Burnavitch will join us. So you want to stay tuned for that?
0: Yeah, it sounds like it's going to at least be stayed until February, which is a good thing.
1: Yeah, well, we'll see. the The, uh, the order itself doesn't doesn't actually stop uh, the Biden administration from doing what it wants. It's an interesting stay. It's dealing with a very specific issue, but we'll chat with the with the Attorney General about that in just a moment. Yeah. So I do want to talk about this. It happens every year in Arizona now. Uh, We passed a law, the people of Arizona uh, passed a ballot initiative that increased our minimum wage and set it in place that it would go up by the cost of living every single year. So
0: So it's incrementally.
1: Right. But it doesn't just what happened in the past is we'd say the minimum wage was X and it would just stay that way unless the legislature passed another law increasing the minimum wage. Now it goes up every year. So this was a big with inflation. This was a big year. Uh, let's. It's actually for folks who are on the minimum wage, uh, they're about to get a really big raise.
0: Starting in January, the state's minimum wage will increase to $13.85 an hour because of inflation. That's more than a dollar increase. Valley economist Danny Court tells me this is designed
1: to help workers that make minimum wage to be able to afford the same standard of living as they did the year before.
0: There are a few exceptions. For workers who earn tips, Court explains employers can pay them 3 an hour less,
1: but has to make sure that those workers are still making the set minimum wage when you add up their wages plus tips.
0: Griselle, the Satino K T A R News.
1: All right, there's our own Griselda. Yeah, thirteen eighty
0: five. That doesn't even feel good to me, really, <laughs> because there are a lot of jobs out there that are, I guess, traditionally considered minimum wage jobs that are paying more than thirteen eighty five.
1: Yeah, well, we definitely have that around the valley right now. You go by almost any fast food restaurant, which is generally where you'd see a lot of fat, uh, minimum wage workers, and they're paying $15, $16, Hotels, 17 $18 an Target, hour. Target,
0: Walmart, yeah. those pl- retail, Well, everybody's
1: yeah. got to pay more to get workers right now.
0: So I, if I were a minimum wage worker, would I be jumping for joy right now? No, because I don't know that it is commensurate with the cost of living. Well, it's, got,
1: it's gone up the percentage of the cost of living. It's an over, over a dollar increase. And I think what often happens is if the minimum wage goes up, people who are making a little bit more than minimum wage they have to get a little bit bit of a bump too to kind of keep up. So Mm -hmm. I think it's, I think overall it's a good thing for workers. It's difficult for employers though. If you think about it, if you're a, if you're an employer with a lot of hourly employees, um, even if they're making a little more than minimum wage, this can this can have a big effect on your bottom line. Mm-hmm, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Uh, but you were telling me something earlier, uh, coming from back east, or yeah, from Philadelphia, yeah, that the the cost of or I mean the wage situation there is much different than here. Yeah,
0: and so I came from the Philadelphia area, which if you think about that city compared to Phoenix, they're pretty comparable, right, in size and in population. In fact, I might even think that Phoenix is bigger in size, maybe similar in population, and uh, third. $1, 85 doesn't cut it the cost of living you know here it used to be fairly inexpensive right. I've been coming out here for I don't know a good 12 15 years okay. and um, the cost of living was 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 pretty low I, I don't feel that way now coupled with I lived in the state of Delaware where there is no sales tax oh so wow. none zero zip and so uh It's been really difficult with the cost of living plus having to pay sales tax to live here plus the price of housing. Yeah. It's, it was a rude awakening when I came out here. Yeah.
1: Well, Arizona income taxes are very low. I mean, our income taxes right now are only about 2.5% for everybody. So it's a, it's a pretty low level of income tax. I don't know what they are in Denver or in Pennsylvania, but my guess is it's higher than that. So. Although there's there might be sales tax here, there's other places where we save. Uh but i I agree with you. I, I think for uh folks coming from other cities where the wages are higher, the difference for us our wages our wages are lower in Arizona generally, but our cost of living was less. I don't know if right. that that's the case anymore because rents have gone up so much. That's exactly so, right.
0: And the price of housing. I've been right. looking for a house for about a year and uh I had a certain pile of cash, which apparently um is not enough.
1: Yeah. No, it it became very expensive. I think that's about to change. I think the price of houses are gonna come down a little bit. I don't think it's going to be a crash, but I think they're definitely going to come. It, it's happening already. Here's
0: my assessment: I feel that Arizona is plopped in the middle of the desert and doesn't really pay attention to what is going on on the west coast or the east coast. There's a whole uh, other world out there, and um, I, I feel that Arizona is kind of isolated. That is my impression.
1: Is that right? Mm-hmm. I yes, think our, you do our inflation rate is definitely higher. I mean, when the rest of the country was eight percent, nine percent, we were over thirteen, thirteen yes. and a half percent. I think a lot of that though was just due to Arizona's success right now. More people are moving here. There's a higher demand for housing and for rentals. Um, it, it just costs more to live here right now. We're still not necessarily at the level of a California or New York, but it definitely has gone up, and our rental cost has really gone up. Somebody was telling me recently uh, that Scottsdale was the 10th highest rental market in the country. And that's where
0: I live, but you to, know what? Yeah. I was able to negotiate my rent down. Really? Yes, I, I bought, wow. I, I'm renting from like a, a private owner, okay. and I said to the person, I said, this is what I was paying back on the east coast and this is what i want to pay here and they agreed to it really yeah, they did well
1: they must have thought you'd be a good tenant well, That's I am a good tenant. <laughs> well, that worked out well. Um, but I will tell you, uh, it's a big jump for folks, and, and there are people who make minimum wage. There are definitely jobs here where people are making minimum wage, and their costs have gone up, too. So getting that dollar-plus-an-hour raise is significant for them.
0: But, Barry, I'm just kind of wondering, like we, we said at the beginning, a lot of the jobs, people didn't return to those minimum-wage jobs, and so employers had to jack the, the hourly wage up. So I think they're already making thirteen eighty five and then some. Yeah, so- I-
1: I think in some jobs you're right, but I don't I don't know. I don't know what, what you make working at a Circle K. I don't know what you make working in gas stations. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think there are definitely places in town uh, where minimum wage is still, is still in play. But but you're right. I mean, there's no question uh, the market has created, and this is what you want to see, right? This is what they always said. We don't need a high minimum wage. We need the market to set the wages. Right, but the exactly. Mar- the market has pushed it up because the demand for workers was so high.
0: Exactly. And so that's why I don't think that there is a whole group of people yeah. out there, cheating this 1385
1: i i think it's funny because if you go back a few years uh when this was on the on the ballot this a uh, wage uh, minimum wage increase and and susan i don't know if you were here then the 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 uh, the crying that was coming from uh, Governor Ducey and the business community this was going to ruin everything it was going it was going to set the economy well, back COVID but, ruined it, everything well, but this is before that but Arizona they were worried that it was going to stop the business growth it was going to stop growth of our economy it never did that even before COVID it kept everything was moving everything it did it didn't slow anything down at all and what it showed us is paying people a little bit more um, doesn't doesn't hurt business it actually makes the economy overall can be stronger because mm-hmm. now people have more money they can live they can they can spend. And I, I think the lesson for a lot of businesses is it's okay to take care of your employees uh, to, make, to make that happen. It's, mm-hmm. so, it's good for everybody. I, I think in a lot of the United States, it used to be uh, there weren't these giant international conglomerates, these multi-trillion dollar businesses. I think it used to be that a business was owned by people locally. Uh, it was the big business. It might have employed a lot of local people. And they saw the benefit of making sure, because these are their neighbors, of making sure that they were paid enough to live a nice mm-hmm. middle-class mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. And I think we've moved away from... From that, by having because we've gotten so big as a country and business has gotten so big, now businesses are based in some other state. They don't care about Arizona. Uh-huh. They don't care about people living in Phoenix or Tempe or Glendale. Um, they want to pay as little as they can get away with, so that their bottom line gets higher. Uh-huh. And that's that's been difficult for a lot of for people all over the place, all, all over the country. If you can't make enough to have you know to have a nice house, to maybe help your kids a little bit to, to just, buy food, yeah, just to, just to, but even just to have like a, that good middle class life, if you can't. Do that, the desperation sets in, and it, you become very disenchanted mm-hmm. with the American experience. So, I'm I'm hoping that uh, I'm hoping that this is something that helps overall with the economy. And I think it's, Arizona's economy has been very strong for many yeah. reasons. Uh, but I think this is one of those things. All right, that's Susan Monday. I'm Barry Markson. coming up. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals, my goodness, another loss last night. Uh, but but big news coming out of the Cardinals. One of our superstars uh, kind of uh, quietly announced uh, he may be retiring. Luke Lipinski from Arizona Sports 98.7 is going to join us here in just a couple minutes. And we'll get the lowdown for you here on KTAR. Stay with us. Arizona's news station, KTAR News 92.3 FM. The Gatos and Chad Show. All right, welcome back, everybody. I'm Barry Marks and that's Susan Monday. Thanks for being with us. Coming up at 315, the attorney general, Mark Burnovich is going to join us. Talk about Title 42. The U.S. Supreme Court responded today to Arizona's application uh, for a stay. And uh, the governor, excuse me, the attorney general is going to tell us uh, the current status of that. But joining us right now, Luke Lipinski from Arizona Sports 98.7. Hey, Luke. Hey, what's going on, guys? Luke, they told me they wanted me to have you on to talk about the Cardinals. I said I'm not doing it. I'm not going to do it. I don't want <laughs> I don't want to talk about that loss. Uh but but they're making me. No, I'm kidding. It's uh, always great to have you on with us, Luke. Uh but big news out of the Cardinals uh this week, uh the reports, JJ Watt is uh, is retiring. Is that is that happening for real?
2: Yeah, uh two more games with JJ Watt and then he's retiring and I mean, there's a few different reasons why this could be. I think there's probably a mix of he is playing pretty good football right now. So there's, you know, (laughs) he's not going out on top as far as the team, but at least individually. But he also had kind of a health scare a few weeks ago, and then he also just had a child, too. So I think maybe his priorities are just shifting a little bit around football.
0: Well, Luke, I mean, he's pretty, he's pretty young, 33. Do you think he would pull a Tom Brady? In other words, say he's retiring, retire from the Cardinals, who sucked this year, and then go to another team? Do you, do you see that coming down the road? Um, I think, I mean, look, anything's
2: possible, especially because more and more athletes seem to be doing that now, but I, but I don't think he's doing it intentionally. Like if, if that plays out, I think he genuinely feels like now's the time to hang it up. He doesn't he doesn't have to fake a retirement to get out of Arizona. His contract was set up in such a way where he probably <laughs> wasn't going to be here next year anyway. So I, I don't think it's intentional, but I also wouldn't rule anything out.
1: Luke Lipinski joins us from Arizona Sports ninety eight point seven. Uh, so JJ Watt, I mean, is there any question? He's a first ballot Hall of Famer in the NFL Hall of Fame.
2: No, I mean he's a lock. Yeah, I mean, the, yeah. the stuff he did, he, he was good in a year and a half here with the Cardinals. He was hurt for the second half of last season. He was really good, but I mean the stuff he did in Houston, yeah. he was you're talking the best defensive player in the NFL. I think he won defensive player of the year three times and, Anytime he was able to stay healthy and play, he was one of the best defensive players in the whole league for basically a decade.
1: Yeah, and it's you a know, good time to, to, to hang it up. 33 years old, he's got his time in in the league. Uh, he's a Hall of Famer, uh, and, he's, and he's leaving at least somewhat healthy. But you're right, you, you mentioned that health scare he had earlier in the season, kind of a heart issue that came out of nowhere. Um, I was amazed he came back. Uh, but uh, I wonder how much, of that, how much of an effect that has on his, his th- thought about leaving now.
2: Yeah, I mean, I hope that's not it just on a human level. Like, you hope that that's not why he has to quit because that would make it seem, you know, maybe it was a little more serious than they let on because he, he, not only did he come back, he came back like three days later and played well. Um, but obviously it would it would make a lot of sense if that factored in, because that was the scary moment. That wasn't like, a, you know, a twisted ankle or, you know, a knee injury or something. That's more of a right. That's just more of a like actual real life, uh, you know, thing he was dealing with there. So I have to think that was probably part of it. It would only make sense.
0: Well, was it also part uh, the fact that his wife just had a baby and maybe one should just be a family man for right now? I think I mean
2: that his original tweet today was was based around that. It was yeah. right, based around the baby, and, and I'm sure that that is I'm sure that's a huge part of it because it does it kind of kind of shifts your priorities. If he was going to stick around with the Cardinals. Not like they're going to win the Super Bowl next year. I don't mean to break news on your guys' uh, show, but I don't think they're winning the Super Bowl this year either. Let's <laughs> so.
0: Go Eagles!
2: Oh, my
1: goodness. Susan's going to make me kick her work, out of the studio. I had to
0: work that in. I'm from Philadelphia.
1: <laughs> Luke, so. hey, Luke, let me, let me just, and uh, last question, but for the Cardinals, though, what, what does this do? How much does it change their needs going into the offseason with the draft? Uh, obviously, that's a pretty big hole to fill
2: it is you know it, there was no certainty he was going to be back next year anyway cuz he may have ended up on another team he had that sort of ability and certainly other teams are willing to pay him you know the thing is Barry with the cardinals like you don't even know who the gm is right now we don't know for sure who the coach is going to be you don't know when the quarterback is coming back like he's probably going to miss the start of next season so they have so many needs i think the biggest way this hurts them Is he was such a good influence on younger Mm. defensive players like Zach Allen, Isaiah Simmons, they've got like a core of like five good young defensive players that he was basically mentoring. And not having him for that, that to me is the biggest loss.
1: Yeah, I I do wonder if he has any interest in coaching. I I don't know that that's something he would even consider. But I I do wonder because we we saw it on that uh, Hard Knocks program. He really is good with those younger players. I, I wonder if he has any interest in doing that.
2: Yeah, that's a great question. I think that the thing is, I would assume he's going to stay in the valley. It feels like every athlete when they retire stays here. So those guys at least can call him and you know get dinner or whatever. And just it's it's at least possible that that group could still be mentored by him anyway, even if he doesn't ever want to coach.
1: Yeah, well that that's true. Luke Lipinski, uh, ninety eight point seven Arizona Sports. Thanks, Luke. Appreciate it. Sounds good, thanks, guys. All right, Susan. That's a big move for the Cardinals to lose J.J. Watt. Look, we knew he wasn't going to be here forever. He was kind of coming here at the end of his career, but uh, still such a big influence on the team. Uh, Didn't didn't play as you know when he when he's in the same as when he was in his prime, but he did add quite a bit to the Mm -hmm. team. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's it's definitely going to be a loss going forward, and uh, I hope he gets. uh, Unfortunately, he said he said he was retiring after his last home game. Didn't get didn't give the local fans a chance to say goodbye. Mm -hmm. Um, Hopefully, some of these folks in other cities uh, will do that. Coming up in just a couple minutes, uh, we're going to get an update. Update, uh, from news. Becky Lynn standing by in the KTR News Center. And then, and, uh, right after the news, we're going to talk about a couple things. Arizona just named uh, number one of something in the country uh, not a good thing. We'll talk about that. And also... Um Susan, this is crazy, but you we're starting to see an increase in measles and mumps. Uh, a lot of those kind of childhood diseases that we thought we had wiped out, yeah. they're back on the rise. So we're going to talk about that. Why that is. What's what's causing that to happen? That's going to be crazy. And then coming up at 3.15, exclusively here on KTAR, Attorney Mark Bur- Attorney General Mark Burnovich is going to join us and talk about the Supreme Court granting the stay that he requested on behalf of Arizona and 18 other states regarding Title 42. That's next. It's KTAR.